Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Game Changers for Government Contractors. And I want to thank everybody who listens to the show. I really, really appreciate everybody who tunes in every single week, every episode. I really, really appreciate that. If you could do me a favor, if you are a fan of the show, you listen a lot, would you mind hopping on iTunes and just giving us a quick five-star review on there? I'd really appreciate that. It helps the podcast continue to get shown to to new people. And so uh, that would be really beneficial if you could hop on. Give us a a quick five-star review there. That would be super, super helpful. So today I want to talk about a topic here that I think is overlooked by most business owners. We all have something in our email that is, in my opinion, overlooked for the most part. Well, I'll put it this way. It's either overlooked or it's overused. It's one of those two things. And there's not a lot of in-between. But I want to give you some tips today for some things to put in your signature block that will actually make it pop for people. And what I look for when I scroll through a signature block, the number one thing that I find missing a lot of times, and this is going to sound silly, it's your phone number. I can't tell you how many times I'm going back and forth with somebody and I need to call them and I'm like, where's their phone number? And I start scrolling through all of our messages and it's nowhere to be found. It's not in their original message. It's not in their replies. It's nowhere to be found. And it's extremely frustrating when I need to make a a simple call for whatever reason and I can't find your phone numbers. So, and, and here's the other thing. A lot of times when I go and look on your website, I can't find it there either. Like I'm digging for it all over the place. So when it comes to your phone number, make it very accessible everywhere, but especially 
in your signature block, if you're going back and forth with me and I need to call you about something, especially like if there's like we're running out of time and let's say we have a call and I'm like, dang, where's their phone number? And I can't find it. Ah, we're probably going to be late or, or whatever it may be. Or if there's something else time sensitive, I really need to just pick up the phone, call and can't find it. So put your phone number in your signature block. doesn't have to be big or anything like that. It just needs to be present there. And I think that's a big one. The other thing is the use of logos and things like that. I go either way on that. If it's tasteful, that's one thing. But what I don't like to see is like this giant logo or dozens of logos. I'll see people that have won every award under the sun and they've got all of these awards and logos for them and all this kind of stuff and it's all there and it really just clutters your signature block so for me i like to have a little bit more scaled down simple signature block so that you can put some wow factors in there because it's nice if you've won all the awards and that's pretty cool and if it is a big award that's awesome but like don't go back 12 years into the company with you know 12 13 lines of awards that sort of thing that just it doesn't add the value you think it does so here's what does add value. Let's say your your company has gone through like our competency mapping process or a, a value clarification profit process, if you will, and you really understand the value you provide. Put some of that in your signature block. So like for me, instead of putting that we have helped our clients win $13.6 billion and all that kind of stuff in my signature block. Those are really great points. However, in my industry, what a lot of people are looking for are some of the other things we've done. So guess what's in my signature block right below my name? I have got three of our books and it says number one, Amazon bestseller, and then the book title. So I've got three of those back to back and links so that they could go buy the book if they want to. They don't have to go and search it on Amazon. There's literally the link is right there. They click it right in my signature block and they can go buy it. Years ago, a mentor of mine told me, Mike, a book is like a nuclear business card. If somebody is trying to hire, let's say a consultant and one consultant has a a business card and you have a book, like boom, the game is over. You are the person they want to hire because you've written the book on whatever subject that is. And so that always stuck with me. So for me, I have three of my nuclear business cards back to back in my signature block because I want people to see that I've been a multi Amazon number one bestseller. So again, if they happen to be talking to me and other consultants, they see that book. It's right in front of them. And so what do you have that you want to put right in front of your customers? So maybe you have done a research study on cybersecurity, or maybe you've done a research study on the product you sell or a case study on something like building maintenance or, you know, something like that. Something that has a wow factor to it. You can put that right in your signature block. So, hey, there's this case study we did about the effects of fill in the blank, whatever it is. Put that right below your your name in your signature block because that's something you want people to see and go take a look at. You know, there's all these little things like that that you can put in your signature block besides all the awards you've done and all that kind of stuff. Now, when it comes to logos and things like that, your company logo is kind of fine. An SDVSB or you know, WSB, 8A, those kind of logos are fine. But again, don't oversaturate your signature block with all of that kind of stuff. Kind of put the lead one in there and then maybe put the text for the other ones in there. So you just pick the one that you think is the most important, plop that in there and then put the text of the other ones. And, and I think that really does suffice. But again, your phone number is one of those big ones. If your website is separate from your email address, that's another one that you should consider. So like with us, we have a couple of different 
different websites, but I've run into a lot of people that their email address, that domain on the end, so the at whatever.com is not the same as their company website. And so I'll go look at the at whatever.com and I'm like, well, this either comes back as, you know, it's not been built yet or it brings me to something else and I'm totally confused. I'm like, who are these people? What do they do? You know, that's, that's a big challenge. So if your at domain name is not your actual company website, then your company website needs to go inside your signature block to make it easy. Now, this is a practice I don't recommend at all what I'm about to say, but I do see a lot of people doing this. I see people using Gmail. I see them using Yahoo. I see them using other, you know, email accounts, things like that. I do not recommend under any circumstances that you use these things. You should be using your corporate domain as your primary email account. But on the off chance that you are currently still using a Gmail account, my last suggestion even makes even more sense because in that situation, you're using Gmail and I I can't see anything about your company. And even if your company name is in your signature block, I don't necessarily know the URL to it. So make it dummy proof. Make it so that I know, hey, this is your website if it doesn't match your email signature. And again, if it doesn't match your email signature because you're using Gmail or Yahoo or something like that, go get a domain name. They're they're super cheap. They're super easy to get. You gotta have it anyway. Go get a domain name. Go get the proper email accounts that go with that domain name. So it all syncs up and you look professional because you do not look professional if you're using Gmail or any of those third-party things like that that are free. It doesn't look professional. It doesn't come across as a mature company. You come across as somebody who's maybe dabbling in this and you need to professionalize what you're doing. So other things you can use your email signature block is if there are specific things you need to communicate to your clients. So let's say you're in uh, an industry where you, you rely very heavily on a help desk. And so put that number inside your signature block as well. So for support calls or tech support or whatever it may be, call this number, click this URL, whatever it may be. Because what you want to do is make the experience with your prospects as well as your customers as easy as possible. And so if that communication is in there, it just makes it easy for me to say, oh, you know, what's the help desk number again? I don't know. Let me go look at Mike's email because I know it's in there. And boom, you're done. It's that simple. So anything like like that in your business that would make your client's life easier, put those things in there. For example, again, let's say that you're the owner of the company, you're talking to different people, but you have one primary customer service rep or project manager or whatever. Maybe you even put their name and phone number in your signature block. Whatever it is that's going to make their life easier, you do it. And so you do and you do it without trying to, to clutter up too many things in there. Again, remember, we're trying to make this super simple, easy for people to see. We're trying to make the user experience better here is what we're really after. When it comes to the value you provide, I do think it's important if you have some wow factors you've already come up with. Like I was talking to a client the other day and they had served over 50,000 users. Put that in there. It's like, uh, you know, proudly serving over 50,000 users around the world or proudly serving over half a million users around the world or something along those lines. If you have a data point like that, that's super simple, your company tagline is not as important important as that data point. So if I have to choose between my company tagline and that data point, I'm going with that data point. Why? Because when a a potential customer sees that and sees that our company is proudly serving over 500,000 users around the world, I'm like, man, these folks know what they're doing. They're they're pretty good. They're serving a half a million customers.
customers around the world. It speaks volumes about your past performance and your capabilities. So anytime you have something like that, just one line like that will, will really help you. And it will, again, it'll make your signature pop. So think about this. The first time you email a contracting officer, they see your email and the, the body of your email says something about, hey, we're experts in cybersecurity, all this kind of stuff. Maybe you even attached a capability statement. I don't recommend you do it this way, but let's say you did. And so they see that and they go, yeah, another capability statement. And then they see your signature block because you've bolded it. It's a different color, whatever, proudly serving over a half a million users around the globe. Huh? Well, maybe I do need to talk to Mike. That's how simple it is. Somebody could see something like that in your signature block and go, maybe we should have a conversation. The rest of your email pitch didn't land, but that one thing in your signature block did. So that's why we want to make sure we put a wow factor in there. We put our phone number in there. We put any clarification things, again, like a support or help desk or anything like that. And we just, we keep it simple and neat. So try that. If you have any questions or if you'd like me to review your signature block, you can always send it to me. I'd, I'd be happy to take a look at it and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.